Hello and welcome to Teens Talk Sex Ed, a podcast where teens talk real sex ed, share stories of being peer sex educators, and answer the burning questions you don't want to ask your parents. All of the podcast hosts are members of Planned Parenthood's Teen Council, a program where high school students learn all about sex education and teach in middle and high school classrooms around the city. Let's talk about sex ed, baby! By the way, I'm Luba. I'll be your host for today. I use she, her pronouns, and I am a graduating senior, and this is my first year in teen council. Hi, I'm Liza. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm going to be a junior, and this was also my first year in teen council. Hi, my name is Sophie. I'm going to be a junior as well. I use she, her pronouns, and this is also my first year in teen council. So let's get into it. In order to be sexually healthy, we need to have basic information about our bodies. Today, we will look at sexual and reproductive anatomy. We will also learn about the different functions of reproductive systems. Typically, when talking about anatomy, we use terms such as male and female. However, not everyone born with typically female body parts, vulva, uterus, clitoris, identifies as female, and not everyone who is born with typically male body parts, penis, testicle, scrotum, identify as male. Some people identify as boys, girls, another gender, or no gender at all. You're going to hear us referring to systems like testicular, ovarian, or people with penises, or people with vulvas, instead of referring to male and female. And our podcast on the two different reproductive systems is split into two, but we recommend listening to both. Of course, anatomy can be detailed and extensive, but it is so important to know everything about your body and others. Now let's get into the reproductive system for someone with a penis. And if you're a visual person, we have some awesome diagrams posted on our Instagram account, which is at ANC Teen Council. All right, so for the reproductive system with someone with a penis, um, what is sperm and how is it produced? So um, to start by looking at the testicles. Testicles come in many sizes, and all the sizes are perfectly natural. This organ, which is held by the scrotum, is where sperm cells are produced. Sperm production begins when a person starts going through puberty. Testicles produce the hormone testosterone in millions millions of new sperm every day. That's crazy. Millions. Sperm are microscopic cells that are used in reproduction. They thrive in an environment that is cooler than the average body temperature. The scrotum can regulate the sperm temperature, and often one testicle will hang lower than the other. It also regulates the sperm's temperature by raising or lowering one testicle closer or further away from the body, sort of like it has a mind of its own. The scrotum is about five degrees cooler than the rest of the body. The scrotal skin is considered susceptible and can be vulnerable to -to skin-to-skin sexually transmitted diseases. The epididymis, which sits on top of the testicle, is where sperm sperm go to mature and gain the ability to move, and they also stay here until ejaculated. And the vas deferens, which connects to the epididymis, the sperm pass by different glands that add liquids. The combination of sperm and liquids is called semen. Sperm alone make up only a tiny percentage of semen, actually. Now, let's talk about the difference between semen and sperm. Although people can confuse the two, two, sperm is not the same as semen. Semen contains sperm, but also contains other fluids. When a penis is stimulated, it can result in an ejaculation. This is when sperm joins with the fluids from the prostate gland in seminal vesicles. 
When they combine, the fluids produced by both the prostate and seminal vesicles and the sperm, which is already produced by the testicles, makes semen and leaves the body through the urethra. A crazy fact is that the prostate pushes semen out of the body at a rate of 28 miles per hour. All right. And the fluids that come from the seminal vesicles are the nourishment or food that sperm need to survive. The fluids from the prostate gland act like a turbo boost for the sperm, helping them move easier. And another fluid included in the testicular system is pre-ejaculatory fluid or pre-cum. This is exactly what it sounds like, liquid that comes out of the penis prior to ejaculation. Um, the fluid is released from the Cowper's gland, which is located at the top of the urethra, and the purpose of the fluid is to reduce the acidity in the urethra and provide lubricant for the sperm that is released. So now let's move on to discussing the external reproductive system on people with penises. Um, a penis is a reproductive and sex organ that's made of spongy tissue. The spongy tissue fills with blood during sexual excitement, which is an erection, or also known as a boner. Penises come in many shapes and sizes, and they are all perfectly natural. Our picture on our Instagram shows some of that variety. Some people might have anxiety about penis size, but it is, but it is important to know that everyone is unique. The average adult erect penis is five to six and a half inches, and people's penises mature at different rates. It may not be its full size until late teens or early 20s. Most people with penises are born with a foreskin, which is skin that covers and protects the head and glands of the penis. The penis on the left has a foreskin, and the other two have been circumcised, which is their move on the foreskin. This image is on our Instagram. So we would also like to add in this episode the term intersex a bit and what it can mean. So intersex is a general term used for a variety of conditions in which a person is born with a reproductive or sexual anatomy that doesn't seem to fit the typical definitions of female or male. So for example, a person might be born appearing to be female on the outside, but having mostly male typical anatomy on the inside. Or a person may be born with genitals that seem to be in between the usual male and female types. For example, a, a girl may be born with a noticeably large clitoris or lacking a vaginal opening. Or a boy may be born with a notably small penis or with a scrotum that is divided so that, so that it has formed more like a labia. Or a person may be born with something that's called mosaic genetics, so that some of their cells have XX chromosomes and some of them have XY. So as you can see, there are lots of different variations that can occur. And to see um, some of the variety possible, you can check out a photo that we have posted on our Instagram. Though we speak of intersex as an inborn condition, intersex anatomy doesn't always show up at birth. Sometimes, a person isn't found to have intersex anatomy until they reach the age of puberty, or find themselves an infertile adult, or dies of old age and is autopsied. Some people live and die with intersex anatomy without anyone knowing, including themselves. So that looks like it wraps up the anatomy for people with penises and a little bit of info on intersex people, and we hope you learned something new today. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Teens Talk Sex Ed. And remember to submit any questions to anchoragedeencouncil at gmail.com. Uh, DM us on Instagram or harness your carrier pigeon. Let's talk about sex ed, baby. Thank you. Bye.
Thanks. Bye. Bye.